All right, new moms, this one is for you. We know how hard those first couple months are when you're trying to get your child's sleep schedule down. Today on the podcast, we'll tackle a couple of our most asked questions when it comes to doing what we do every day and have done for the past 27 years. When it comes to working with your child to get them on a schedule, we're going to tell you what you should be doing and absolutely what you should not be doing. Plus, what do you do with that pacifier at night? Hey, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Laura. Welcome to the Mom's On Call podcast. And remember, the best decisions are the ones you make. And we are so glad you're here. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Hey moms, this is Kristen from Cincinnati, Ohio. My sweet baby girl is just turned 12 weeks and we've been on the Moms on Call schedule for quite some time now. Um, But the last week or so, she's been really having trouble with the naps and getting beyond a 30 to 45 minute time span. Um, So we're off the hour and a half kind of schedule. Um, So I was wondering if you had any tips of trying to keep her asleep during those um, scheduled nap times. And if there's anything else we need to do, we definitely are doing the swaddling and putting her in her crib. Um, But unfortunately, she just always wants to wake up doing our best to put her back down and sleep, but it's just not working for the last week or so. So wondering if you could give us a little helping hand in that matter. Thank you so much and love what you guys are doing. Oh yeah. Laura's answered this question uh, no less than 6,000 times. I'm just going to let her go. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh my gosh, this question we get all the time. And I think first when we, you know, what you're saying is, you know, you're following the mom's song call routine and they're supposed to be up for an hour and a half and they're supposed to sleep for an hour and a half. And that's actually not accurate because a normal nap sleep cycle is it should take about 10, 15 minutes to fall asleep. They should sleep for 30 or 45 minutes. They should wake up and fuss and toss and turn eventually when she comes out of that swaddle. Toss and turn and find her own comfy spot for 20 minutes or so. And then they should doze on and off more for 20, 30, 45 more minutes if you're lucky, right? So this is just a normal nap sleep cycle. Unfortunately, nobody really tells us about that. So when they wake at that 30, 45 minute mark, we're rushing in, we're getting them up, we're running around the house, we're feeding them early, and now everything's just chaos and nobody knows what to expect and it's just crazy. And that is just what happens because that's what we've taught. Wait, some naps are noisy? Oh my gosh. Let's they, just let's just say that again. Okay. Some naps are noisy and chaotic and they're not sleeping peacefully and quietly the or, whole time. 
the whole time. That's and it'll just, come that 30 to 45 uh, minutes. They come into twilight sleep. Yes. And that's when the nap gets noisy. Yes, it gets noisy. And so, and, and at 12 weeks of age, we're kind of in this transition period anyway. So I guarantee a week ago, she started saying, hey, I'm about ready to be getting out of this swaddle, so y'all get ready. Y'all get ready, because it's coming. That's have what, a developmental that is what, milestone yep, to meet. That's what she was telling y'all. So you, you've, you're you really at this point of, of a few things happening. So as far as the napping goes, you cannot make her sleep, even at 12 weeks of age. So right now, yes. As long as she's staying safely swaddled, we can keep swaddling. Make sure that you're using the right sound machine, some natural light coming in the room, that you're keeping her up a few minutes longer. So she is at 12 weeks. She's getting ready to kind of stay awake a little longer and a little longer. So if you've been putting her down at that hour and a half mark, then let's go ahead and extend that just a little bit. So maybe start your pre-nap routine at the hour and a half mark. So, you know, and that is an hour and a half from when the feeding started, not when she woke up from the nap previous. It's when that feeding started. So at an hour and a half after that feed started, go ahead and start your pre-nap routine and actually put her down for that nap more on that hour and 45 minutes. So now she's staying up a little bit longer. And then your job for at least two naps a day is to really try and stay out of her way and get as close to that next feed time as you can possibly get. And I'd like to just throw in here. So when Laura says, from the time the feeding starts, that feeding is the feeding according to the mom's on-call schedule. So not if you just threw an extra feeding in there, you're not suddenly calculating from, you know, these weird times because they seemed hungry. It's according to the schedule. Yeah, I cannot do math. So (laughs) please don't put me on a, oh my gosh, they can only be awake for 92.3 minutes from the time that they woke up and... Jennifer, I just, I can't even no. remember my name when my Some kids days, were 12 weeks old. We don't have a shower and I have to shower to do math. <laughs> just sure. I have to that's smell good. I don't know is. what, it's, that's, what that's it is. That's the way it is. And so, you know, so in this situation, let's kind of start focusing on those two naps a day. Really kind of get get into that rhythm, trying to keep that little one in that crib as close to the next feed time as possible. But I also want you to start considering uh, getting rid of that swaddle. We'll get rid of that at night first. Then we'll work on the daytime swaddle. And usually we'll see a huge improvement in those naps once they start to roll over and find in that comfy spot. And then once we start adding those baby foods in, this is going to be a kid who's going to need that baby food closer to four months. Once we get that kind of digestive system interested, you'll also see another improvement then. So, you know, give it a little time, follow these principles, and not only will you have great expectations that sometimes naps are noisy, but you'll also have a lot more success. Hi, Jennifer and Laura. You guys are awesome. My name is Jordan, and I have a seven-week-old little girl named Jamie, and she's my first We're from South Carolina, and I just started with your schedules a few weeks ago, and it has been a game changer for her and us. So we are following the four to eight week schedule, and sometimes Janie will act like she's full around the 30 minute mark into a feeding. And then right before nap time, she's hungry again. Is it okay to feed her 
a little before nap time. That's my first question. My second question revolves around passies. She goes down without a passy, but she'll wake up about an hour into her nap and cry until we give it to her. And we're wanting her to stay down for her nap. And so we keep going in and giving her the passy over and over again until we can get her to the next meeting. Or sometimes we take her for a walk in the stroller and she'll fall asleep. What are your recommendations? Thank you guys so much. Well, congratulations. Oh so you're just gosh. a few weeks in. Seven and it's weeks sweet. Old. Oh my gosh. They, yes. they smell so good. They do. Seven weeks old. It's just awesome. And you start to smell like yourself usually about <laughs> after seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah. It's yeah. No matter how that baby no. came out, you start to smell right. Yeah. Um, not only that, but you have some really great, great questions and we're going to answer them backwards. Let's talk about that passy first. Um, so what you're doing is what we call passy pong. And I really don't mind passy pong at nap time. I'm awake anyways. Hey, look, you're awake and we've, we've got them swaddled correctly. So it's not like they have purposeful movement of their hands at this point anyway to get that thumb or fingers to their mouth. And they do need to suck. So yes, we do not mind you using a passy. However, we try to give them an opportunity to not need that. So maybe the answer to this question is, don't let that be your first go-to. Give them an opportunity. Maybe jiggle, reposition, then try that passy. No longer than 30 seconds, though. You're in and out, you know, so we're not spending an enormous amount of time trying to do that. And the passy will help them to suck a couple times. And just as a little trick, and you'll see us do this even in the free videos that are on our website, is when we put the passy in, we'll tap with our fingernail the little piece that sticks out of their mouth. And that just helps them to get a really good suck so that it doesn't fall out as easy. Well, and that's a good point, making sure that you have a passy that kind of has that little bulb on the end. A big bulb. Yes, a bigger bulb on that end and some friction. So we like passies that are made out of that rubber latex type passy because that allows it to stay in better. Yeah. So make sure you look at the type of passy that you're using. And you can see that also on our website. Yes. Um, we have a link to the ones that we like the best, but just look at that shape. You can find that shape if you'd like, but that gives you an idea. And then I'm going to let Laura... Take the beginning of that question. Laura, do you feed oh a little extra? No, no. We really, especially at this age, we really want to try and make sure that they're getting those nice full feedings. And if we feed and then an hour and a half later, we're feeding a little more, then the chances are they're not going to be starving when they go to eat again because feed time's another hour later, right? Or an hour and a half later. So we really want to try and get those full feedings in. So we don't have a lot of information with, with this caller. So we don't know if they're nursing or whether they're doing bottles or a combination of those. And so if we had more details, we could probably get to more specifics, but really trying to make sure that we're doing full feedings every three hours from the start of one feeding to the start of the next will ensure that they're getting what they need so that then they can go down to sleep. Well, it helps in the digestive process, oh, which yes. is bulk feeding, digest, rest, reset. Bulk feeding, digest, rest, reset. And we get in that rest 
and then we're feeding again, it throws off the whole rhythm of the gastrointestinal system. It teaches the body to always be prepared with extra gastric acid just in case something's coming down that we weren't expecting to. And so sometimes, you know, we'll get into this overproduction situation. Yeah, I always use the word that kind of hyper digestive system, yes. right? You start to, that that stomach has to, to ramp up, whether it's a full feeding or whether it's a suck, it's got to ramp up to digest that. So you'll almost get in this hyper digestive where you'll have a ton of gas and a ton of rumbling and a ton of, you know, all of those things that happen. So we want to make sure that we're kind of walking out that process. And what we want to look at when you say they're starting to get kind of fussy mm. right before nap time. So I feed them. Well, yeah, they're going to pretty much eat if you feed them. They suck to soothe. So yeah. they'll seem like they were yeah. hungry even if they're not. But it was probably because we're ready to go take a nap. Yeah, getting that last little bit of energy out right before nap time, especially in the evening. So we talk about this all the time. Um, in the evenings, as their bodies are getting ready for that longer stretch of sleep, we will have, well, when my twins were were two, we called it the wide world of wrestling I hour. I love that. <laughs> but they will have this time, especially the younger ones, up until about, I'd say, four to five months when their core is really um, formed, when they can sit up without support. Now they have extra muscles that can burn off energy. The only way they can burn off that last bit of energy in the day to be ready for the long stretch of sleep is to fuss. And so oftentimes we're trying to stop the fussing when really it's going to help them to sleep better. And the mom's on call routines are designed to help let you know exactly when and exactly what intervals are going to help promote sleep when you do your nighttime routine and let them be kind of fussy before nap time. Oh, yeah. That's healthy. That's great. Yeah. And so what, you know, the great thing is with the mom's on call routine is you can actually you know, start that pre-nap routine. When they start really showing those signs of getting fussy instead of feeding, go ahead, head into the nursery and change the diaper and do some snuggles and baby massage or whatever it is that you want to do. It's the sweetest. And then swaddle and turn that sow machine and get them put down in the crib and let's see if we can avoid those little topples. We all like that better. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 